0: What do nature and farming have to do with nurses' health and nursing practice? Let's talk all about the power of nature, growing food, and being a nurse on the cutting edge, right here on episode 230 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. I'm so grateful you're here, whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me here on the airwaves for months or perhaps even years. Thank you for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is, as always, all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare, nursing, medicine, and beyond. And did you know that you can leave a rating and review for The Nurse Keith Show? That's right. Head over to iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show. And if you let me know you've done a rating and review, I will thank you on air and read your review for all to hear. This episode of the nurse Keith show is sponsored by Carson Newman, a university offering a full suite of 100% online nursing degree programs to meet your educational needs. And please note that clinical placements are of course, not online, but in-person educational experiences. Carson Newman offers the following online degrees, RN to BSN, RN to MSN, FNP, MSN FNP and a Postmaster's FNP certificate with stress-free clinical placements and unrivaled student support. Their CCNE accredited online courses are designed for busy nurses just like you and feature no mandatory class login times. Please visit them at onlinenursing.cn.edu. And I thank Carson Newman for their very generous support. Meanwhile, if you want to see the show notes for this episode, follow along over at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 230. Well, we are joined today by Sue Allison Dean, also known as the nature nurse and Cliff Julian, also known as the nurse farmer. Welcome to you both. Thanks. Thanks.
1: Thank you, Keith. It's a pleasure to be here. We're both big fans of your show. You offer such great value to us nurses. So thank you for that. And thanks uh, for having us.
0: Y'all are so kind. And, you know, I dragged Cliff out of the farm to be here on the show today, dragged Sue out of her natural habitat. So we are experiencing Sue and Cliff on the technological airwaves away from the places where they really like to hang out. And Sue, I want to ask you first, why is nature so important to our health? Let's just jump right into it.
1: Wow. You know, (laughs) it's interesting that you asked that because I have been pondering writing a book about this. And I think the first thing that comes to mind is what is nature, and that's really something that I've been contemplating on because, mm. you know, a lot of us may just say outdoors, but I think it's a lot deeper than that, and some of the nurses that are also practicing in nature around, around the globe, we've been uh, dialoguing on this. But long story short, I think in terms of what, why nature is so good for us is I think it connects us to the divine. I think it keeps us grounded, it nurtures us, it's fun, It it's just an overall practice that promotes our health and well-being and I think it's something that instinctively those of us who are more connected with nature, there's something called nature related relatedness and it's uh, evidence-based, it shows that what, the higher level we are connected with nature, the happier we are and the more climate concerned and caretaking we do. So, you know, as I always say, it's not what we necessarily all of what we get from nature, but it's also the practice of taking care of nature because it's a reciprocal relationship.
0: Ooh. Oh my God. Wow. We could talk about all of that, that you just said for several hours. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wow. Unpacking that is, is huge. You're, you're brilliant. And I just want to jump over to Cliff for a second, so he doesn't twiddle his thumbs for too long here. (laughs) Or maybe he's planting something while we're talking. But Cliff, you are a nurse farmer, and I know from looking at your website, listening and watching some of your videos, and reading a little bit of your blog, you seem to feel, or you do feel, because I've heard you say it many times, that growing plants is an incredible form of exercise. So it has that sort of benefit, but many other benefits as well. So how did you first figure out how to connect this idea of farming and nurturing and growing plants and working with soil to nursing and health? Like what was the what was the spark for that?
2: Hmm, that's a good question. And I don't know that there was any like particular moment that it happened, it just sort of evolved through the years, I guess I could I would say. And it started with my, you know, when I first started growing my own foods, and that was maybe about 18 years or so ago. And it was mostly just for fun. I just, you know, let let's start a tomato garden or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it just evolved through the years of growing even more and more. And I not just the fact that I was growing my own foods, but also how, you know, I grow my own foods or how we grow our foods, I should say, is just as important. through the years, I started learning about the negative health consequences of using chemical herbicides and pesticides, even fertilizers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, you know, be the first to admit many years ago, I w- I, and I have used Roundup many, many years ago until we started learning that this is a possible car- well i say possible actually evidence is leaning towards a, an actual carcinogen it is um that's true and the yeah yeah and 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 the fact that when we eat foods that are sprayed with these harmful chemicals we're essentially eating carcinogens and other health harming chemicals so and so like i said that that's just one of the you know, one of the ways I connected the two, and then as far as the the way the nursing connected is, you know, as nurses, or let me say the definition. What I my, my usual analogy is the definition of nursing, and okay. and a bridge definition is the promotion of health and the prevention of disease. Right. And so, you know, if we're if we're truly going to do that, then you know, as nurses, or whether uh, as consumers, or People who want to take charge of our health, then it's not just growing our foods, but how we grow them as well. You know, it's just as important. Mm. And then tagging back into what you said about exercise, it is true that growing our own foods and working in the garden is a form of exercise. It can be quite strenuous at times, Mm -hmm. whether it's. I mean, something like cutting, I mean, when you think about it, cutting your grass, I mean, pulling weeds that can be late labor intensive, even hauling bags of compost. And I'm not saying that we all have to do that or that growing our own foods always entails that. I mean, it can be rather simple. You know, we could even grow in small containers that, you know, aren't quite as labor intensive.
0: Or But the point is
2: we get physical. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I had to be careful how I say that because I don't want to scare people into thinking, oh, God, to grow my own foods, I have to I'm going to have to haul bags of compost. (laughs) <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So yeah. I don't want to turn people – the whole point is to get people to want to do it or at least take that step and then just see what they can do, Yeah, you know. And, and you know, maybe Susan has something she wants to add in here too. Uh-huh.
1: Well, I think um along what Cliff is saying is that it kind of dovetails into when we're talking about growing and our new campaign called the Healthy Green Thumbs. And that's why um, we're so excited to be here to be able to share this because uh, the Healthy Green Thumbs campaign is something that you know, Cliff and I met online. We've never actually met in person, which is funny because we've created this whole thing together just virtually and via phone. But we, because we are so passionate about what plants can do for us, and not just talking about plants in terms of growing food plants, but it could be indoor plants. Your, you know, an orchid on your windowsill, microgreens inside, all these different ways of you know planting a tree. Um, just. By growing plants, it naturally, no pun intended, engages us with nature, which we know is so good for us. In fact, there was a very significant study, which was recently released, you may have seen it, where it showed that minimally, they are saying that we need 200 minutes per week of nature exposure.
0: All right. That's a prescription for that.
1: Yeah. Now, we should talk about prescribing because that's another whole topic. Okay. But um, So the Healthy Green Thumbs campaign, we are looking to advocate for people to engage and we hope to inspire and awaken the power within us to integrate plant growing into our health promotion practice. When we say our, being human beings, this is a something that's essential to all of us. And by engaging with plant growing, we accomplish potentially eating healthier foods, getting more exercise, getting that nature minimum amount of time requirement, healing ourselves as as Florence Nightingale so eloquently said years ago, that nature alone heals. Uh-huh. It can be that simple, just sitting in a garden, just sitting in a park. Look at um, Anne Frank, what that one tree did for her. Oh, by looking, looking out the window that, you know, kept her soul
0: alive, you know? Absolutely. And you know what? That's a very interesting point because I don't have access to the study at the moment. I can try to find it and put it in the show notes, but there was a study done not that long ago, or maybe you all know it, that shows that when you have greenery outside your window, even if you live on a high rise in the middle of the urban area, that, having that greenery outside significantly reduces stress and increases your level of happiness and health. I'm not sure quite how they quantified it, but it was fascinating to me.
1: Yeah. And they're actually showing, there's been multiple studies suggesting that simple benefit of looking at green outside in terms of patients healing better, Uh being less stressed, there was, a, the NIH just reported on a study that showed that students who took tests who had green trees outside their windows scored better.
0: Imagine so that.
1: Yeah, but these are the kind of things that we, Cliff and I, are going to incorporate into the Healthy Green Thumbs campaign.
0: That's amazing. And Cliff,
1: t- why don't you tell us more about yeah, Cliff, what you plan us, on doing?
0: Tell us what the campaign means, um, how people can get involved. And I'm sure they're both on your websites. I've seen the links. So tell us a little bit more in detail.
2: Okay. I was just going to tag into what y'all were saying a moment ago, and, and what Susan was saying about the interacting with. Nature. And I'm, I have to confess, when it comes to plant growing, I am somewhat biased. I tend to focus on growing our own foods. But Susan makes a good point, which is growing plants in general, whether it's flowers, orchids, or whatever, still exposes us to nature. And what I was going to tag into, you were both talking about studies. There are studies that show that working and being exposed to the soil exposes us to helpful bacteria One is called, uh, I had to struggle to remember it, Mycobacterium baxi is the name of it. And actually, that's, yeah, it is a bacteria called Mycobacterium baxi. And when we're exposed to this bacteria, it's in the soil, it's naturally occurring, and it causes our brain to produce serotonin, which, of course, is the feel-good neurotransmitter. And... I've heard some people argue that gardening is the new, quote, antidepressant, you know, because of that, that that's just some of the, you know, positive mental health benefits that we we can get by working in the soil. So I just wanted to tag into that. To answer your question, though, your question, Keith, was how do people get in touch with us? Yeah, how do they get in touch with the
0: Healthy Green Thumbs campaign? And what does the campaign actually mean? And what is the, the actual, like, ultimate goal? of healthy green thumbs. I think I know, but I want to hear it from you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So our goal is to inspire, as Susan said, to inspire, educate, and just awaken the power that we all have within. I always say to take charge of our health. I don't know that that's the best choice of words, but to at least be proactive and trying to help prevent some of the diseases and and um, conditions that are out there, whether it's cancer, diabetes, heart disease. I mean, just by working in the garden or um, interacting with nature doesn't necessarily mean we will never get those diseases. Of course, there's you know there there there's no guarantee, but evidence does show that it can significantly reduce our risk for those diseases and absolutely. and and many other ones.
0: Yeah. Is there a fee to join the campaign as like a
2: membership? No, absolutely not. Yeah, no, we're
1: there's no fee. People can just go to either the nature nurse.com backslash healthy green thumbs or to Cliff's website, the Nursefarmer.com backslash healthy green thumbs. and you'll there's more information about the campaign. And it's simple that all you need to do is sign up via email. And at the end of July, we will officially launch the campaign, which will be a bi-weekly email that will include Informational video. It will include studies, recipes, links to resources, all kinds of things that we can think of and pull together that can help people engage with plant growing to promote their health and well being.
0: That is awesome. You know, my wife's growing a garden right outside our house here, and I'm going to make sure she signs up too. Um, She just did some planting this past week. I was helping over the weekend. And I wanna just a quick clarification that those internet addresses, those URLs are actually forward slash, not backslash. So it's oh, sorry. Thank nursefarmer.com <laughs> forward slash healthy green thumbs, right? And then the nature nurse.com forward slash healthy green thumbs. So all right, just wanted to want to wanna make sure everyone gets that right. It'll be in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash forward slash the word episode <laughs> and the number 230. Okay. So let me,
1: can I just jump in here? Because you yeah. your wife is is already doing this. And what we would love is everyone who's listening to this, who already engages in plants or starts to, to engage with plants, even if, it's, even if it's as simple as your getting an aloe plant and keeping it at your windowsill yeah. is what we would love for people to do is take a picture with their plants, with their thumbs up and post it on social media and use the hashtag healthy green thumbs. Right. And because we're going to be watching for those hashtags. Cause what we want to do is engage a nationwide community on this as best that we can mm-hmm. um, share ideas, share success stories, share frustrations, because as we all know who've grown plants, it's kind of like, remember when we were kids and they had the wide world of sports and they had the uh, thrill of victory and the agony of defeat? Absolutely. There are days when somebody might come and um, eat your sunflower or something like that. But yeah, so we want people to use on on social media. Um, again, the hashtag Healthy Green Thumbs, we'll be watching for that. And we will also be um, offering some gifts for people who go ahead and do that Ooh, okay
0: i'm going to start posting today and i actually did sign up later <laughs> this morning uh, so oh, awesome i look forward to getting it i'll make sure other people sign up too we'll get this all out on social media so hashtag healthy green thumbs instagram twitter facebook dah, 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 you can use it there so cliff you are in mobile alabama and you're a practicing nurse yes and I know you're a very holistically oriented nurse. And tell me, what kind of nursing are you doing right now outside of the farm?
2: I'm a med-surg nurse, and I'm also training um, in the emergency room. I work for a very small hospital just north of Mobile. It's called Washington County Hospital and Nursing Home. We're both a hospital and a nursing home, and we're what's called a critical access hospital. It's a very rural hospital. In fact, it's the only hospital in Washington County. And um, work with a really great group of nurses there. In fact, all the staff. I should really give a shout out to all the staff at the hospital.
0: Wonderful. And I'm picturing the nurses and, yeah. with like 50 plants in it. <laughs>
2: Right. No. Not quite. No. Not you quite. know, you have you have to have sunlight, and uh, it's you know, it get- growing indoors can be challenging. It's not impossible, but it, yeah, it comes with its own challenges. But that's, I hear you. That's maybe great. later. Yeah. However,
1: let me let me interject here on the indoor growing because we have um, on our lineup on our roster of guests that we'll be including in the Healthy Green Thumbs campaign. Um, some experts on indoor growing, which we'll focus on later as the days get darker. But we're excited because this is a revolutionary thing that's happening as more and more millennials get excited about plant growing and they're living in smaller apartment spaces.
0: Oh, yes, for sure. And I also, I know many millennials who are so tuned into the environment, to climate change, to all of these issues, whether they live in urban areas or not. And I think that particular generation, I love the millennial generation, by the way, I think some great things are going to happen in terms of leadership with that generation kind of taking the reins from all of us. Absolutely. Sue, I just wanted to ask, I know you live in Armonk, New York. Is that true?
1: Yeah, that's my primary residence. And we also (laughs) have a place down in Cary, North Carolina.
0: That's right. And you work as, you are a certified advanced holistic nurse and a certified clinical aromatherapy professional. And what is your clinical setting, if any, right now in your, in your work life outside of the nature nurse?
1: Right. Um, Right now, I solely work as the nature nurse, my own business. And, um, you know, formerly I was a clinical nurse specialist at Yale New Haven Hospital and Yale University as a wound ostomy continence nurse. So I've done years Mm -hmm. of the traditional what I call disease care nursing. And I, to be honest, you know, and I've said this before in interviews, I would probably not still be a nurse had it not been for holistic nursing because it's, So transformational in many ways, including first of all, they they value self care. That's a, a core value of holistic nursing, which I think, as many of us learned in school years ago, it was more military minded, where all our needs are put on the back burner, and we just as it was almost martyr like, and that just as we know from the burnout levels, just doesn't work. Yeah. So uh, being a holistic nurse really fits into, it just makes sense, not just for me, but for what I also advocate. And um, so I just recently got approval through our local parks department down South to offer nature-based therapeutic programs, which took six months of negotiation, which I thought would have been a no brainer, but it took a lot more educating and um, you know, compromising. Mm -hmm. But I'm really super excited about that because I think that, you know, I know that the research shows that people grossly underestimate what nature will do for them. But once they get out and they experience it, their ratings of what how compared to what they thought they were going to feel are so much higher. And hopefully... As we experientially learn and, and embrace it and own it ourselves, it makes us want to do it more and share it with others.
0: Well said. God, that was amazing. You both are so eloquent, and I'm I'm just really taking all this in. And we're going to take a quick break, so don't touch that dial. When we come back from the break, we are going to talk about how nurses can get involved, what we can do with our patients ourselves in terms of prescribing nature quote-unquote and we're going to dive more into both of your lives what you do how you do it and the things that bring you joy and how the healthy green thumbs can transform healthcare and preventive health here in the united states and beyond so we'll be right back This episode of The Nurse Keith Show is sponsored by Carson Newman University, offering a full suite of 100% online nursing degree programs, not including clinicals or residencies, of course. And those programs include RN to BSN, RN to MSN FNP, MSN FNP, and a Postmaster's FNP certificate. With stress-free clinical placements and unrivaled student support, their CCNE-accredited online courses are designed for busy nurses like you and feature no mandatory class login times. Please visit them at onlinenursing.cn.edu. I thank Carson Newman University for their generous support. Please consider becoming a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners like you who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty cool premiums and gifts from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash nursekeith to read all about it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Keith those are my sincere asks of you dear listener so let's dig right back into today's topic And thanks for hanging out here on The Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for coming back for the second half of episode 230. The show notes are at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 230. Sue, Allison, Dean, and Cliff, the nurse farmer, thanks for being here for the second half.
1: Thanks again for having us.
0: Oh, it's really a pleasure. Sure. I just wanted to point out to you several things. One is that Not long from now, after this episode airs, I'm going to have two representatives of the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments on the show, and one of their climate change experts and another nurse who specializes in other aspects of healthy environments are going to be on the Nurse Keith show. So. This will, that'll tie in perfectly with what we're talking about here, because Sue, earlier you mentioned climate change and climate, et cetera. So that's certainly something to talk about. And there are some really interesting rumblings in the profession around nature and preventive health. And can one of you enlighten me? There is a country somewhere, I believe in Northern Europe where doctors can now prescribe nature. Is that true, or did I make that up?
1: That was um, out of Scotland, and ah, Scotland. it's interesting that you talk about the nature prescribing, and this is something that we dialogue on. I have a private Facebook group called Nature Nurses, where nurses who around the world who are actively using nature in their practice We convene, and they're of all different educational levels. But, you know, my, and this is just my opinion and my personal take, but even though I think it's well-intended to prescribe nature, Mm -hmm. personally, I think that it does us a disservice because I think nature, just like healthy eating, is just part of human health needs that we collectively need to practice to optimize our health. So these should just be basic universal standards, not necessarily prescribed. There's also all the data that shows that just because you prescribe something doesn't mean people end up doing it. And then the other issue is that when we start saying that it needs to be prescribed, first of all, as nurses, this is just basic health education and we may not be have prescriptive authority. So are we going to start saying that only Nurses who have prescriptive authority can do this. And up to now, a, exactly. lot, of, a lot of the information out there is coming as a doctor-oriented. You always see doctors are prescribing. And I'm constantly engaging with people and magazines and the uh, media that it's not just doctors who prescribe anymore and that, again, nature right. is just a holistic part of
0: our health. Well said, well said. And um, right. I, I just wanted to push back one second is that, you know, I, I know that we have that whole prescriptive authority thing, but the prescribing of nature is in a way a a metaphor, if you will. And especially in areas where you might work with with a patient population who maybe live in a food desert. And they don't even they've never even thought of or been in touch with anyone who grows their own food or has any notion of the healing powers of nature. I'm thinking of some communities I've worked in in the past. So I could think, I could just picture in my mind on your websites, a little store where I could purchase like a pad of kind of whimsical prescriptions, not like a real official kind of prescription, but some sort of, some sort of reminder that a patient could take home and put on the refrigerator. And it doesn't look necessarily like a nurse practitioner or doctor's script, but it's something that inspires them to consider the healing power of nature. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that.
1: Yeah, no, I I do hear what you're saying. And um, one of our, not necessarily healthcare colleagues, but um, Wallace J. Nichols, who is a nurse researcher who started the whole Blue Mind movement, where he's specifically looking at water and how it heals us he has started a blue scription and he and I dialogue about the whole prescription word. So I hear what you're saying. I, you know, Like I said, whatever it takes, some of the things that we've seen is that we have to be careful because sometimes as nurses, we know how easily, I'm going to use the word patients here, take our information and We don't want people to think they have to have a prescription to go to a park. We don't want them to think they need a prescription to go in nature. And I can tell you stories that would blow your mind along these lines. The other thing is a lot of times in the literature, we're seeing the, you know, nature Rx. And the studies have shown that there's people that don't understand what Rx means. So, you know, as nurses, we know we have to go to such a simple level that all of us can understand and integrate into our lives
2: yeah good point. almost in um, layman's terms yeah cliff
0: go for it I, I have a feeling you have something to chime in here this is an important aspect
2: no i was just saying you know sometimes <laughs> sometimes you know you have to talk their or speak their language not 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 literally language but at least speak on their level um what do they call that their healthcare lit- literacy that's another issue that sometimes can sometimes be a barrier so you have to put it and as nurses we can do that put it in words that they can understand mm-hmm. um I'm not sure if I had anything else to add to that, but I just wanted to throw that in there. I totally get
0: that. And I'm picturing, you know, sometimes if the doctor or nurse practitioner is actually doing their job and, you know, sometimes you go to a doctor and it seems like they don't mention anything preventative at all. Um, I think that's actually more common than uncommon. But imagine if you go to a doctor or nurse practitioner who a prescriber or provider and they say, "Okay, so when was your last tetanus shot? Are you getting a flu shot this year? Um, and then they start talking about. So, tell me about. Do you have any plants in your home? And what kind of foods do you eat? And is there anything growing outside in your garden that brings you joy? You know, imagine if if the preventive healthcare questionnaire or questions that are asked during an exam, like an annual exam, included things beyond. Are you smoking? And how much alcohol do you drink? But all of these other aspects that you two are talking about that I think are equally or more important than all of those Mm -hmm. other questions.
2: That's a great idea. That is a great idea. How about that? What what kind of plants are you growing? What kind (laughs) of foods are you growing?
0: Yeah. Or do you, do you have a plant in your kitchen? Or if you burn yourself, is there an aloe plant above your, on your windowsill? Like Sue said, you know, simple, simple questions. Yeah. Right. But
1: even, I love your idea, and some primary care providers are actually having uh, local hiking maps and different things in their offices for people to engage with, but along what you're saying is that it's not just the prescribing uh, practitioner, but what about our school nurses advocating for school gardens? you know, outside learning classrooms, you know, camp nurses, we, the great thing about nursing is we are everywhere and we can collectively shout out this message and be examples and engage people and educate people and then taking it to the next level, which as you know, the Nursing Now 2030 town hall meetings are, you know, that they're going through. What I'm excited about is that we're finally saying, you know what, we need to start as nurses not abandoning the disease care needs, but transitioning more of our workforce into preventive health. And I think that's so exciting for us as nurses and getting involved in policy.
0: That's super
1: individually
2: and collectively. You're right. And that's what we do as nurses, you know? Yeah.
0: And Cliff, so you just said individually and collectively. So let's go to this next level of the conversation. So as an individual nurse sitting in a med surge unit, sitting in a doctor's office, doing home health, whatever it happens to be, dialysis, what can a singular nurse do? What can he or she choose to do when interacting with patients or writing letters to the editor, speaking to political representatives? What are the actions we can take that coming from this interview and actually go out and do something
2: It's simple, it's called open your mouth and speak. Okay, and tell me what are the things, what are the
0: messages that that nurse might want to communicate and to whom should he or she communicate it? Well, first
2: with the patients. I mean, you know, and I know we're all busy and we may not have a lot of time to do a lot of teaching, but it's that simple. I mean, let's just start with a diabetic patient. I mean, if nothing else, reiterate, and reinforce the importance of consuming non-starchy fruits and vegetables. I mean, that's just one step. Okay. And as far as interacting with nature, maybe take it up a notch. I mean, you just you summed it up best. What kind of plants are you growing? Ask those questions. Do you know, have you considered growing a vegetable of your own? And if so, which one would it be? Have you <laughs> ever visited a website or a YouTube channel to learn how to grow this particular vegetable? maybe give it a try because there's evidence that shows that when you grow your own fruits and vegetables, you're going to eat more fruits and vegetables. And then to kick it up a notch, if the patient has children, I mean, include them in it too, because there's evidence to back that children who grow their own fruits and vegetables will also consume more fruits and vegetables.
0: Perfect, and,
2: and I know I'm I'm biased. I focus on on fruits and vegetables, but as Susan put farmer. it, growing plants is still a step in the right direction.
0: <laughs> you're a nurse farmer. Don't eat. Maybe Susan you know. has something to. Yeah, don't eat your aloe plant. <laughs> Don't necessarily, well, you can eat an aloe plant. Don't eat your spider plant.
2: I think we plant. could make the argument you could. I think aloe is edible. I think we can make that argument. we, could we could, You it? could
0: actually drink aloe vera juice, but don't eat your spider plants. I mean, my cat eats my spider plants. <laughs> it's really good for him. You know, it's, it's a good type of vomiting. You know, it's positive vomiting. Anyway, we're off track. So, Sue, when it comes to... Okay, Cliff was talking about parents, children, households. So if I want to extrapolate this out, nurses can get involved in a Healthy Green Thumbs campaign, right? They can join this Alliance for Nurses for Healthy Environments. They can start their own Facebook groups to talk about stuff like this or your Facebook group. What do we do, or can we as nurses, what can we do around educating On a larger scale, let's say either politicians, entire communities, where would you take this? And if I was a nurse who would like, yeah, I want to talk to patients, but I want to take this further, what what would you say an action that nurse could take?
1: Well, certainly one thing is getting involved in the media. And I know the ANA and the NNBA, the National Nurses and Business Association, which I've attended, which is very um, inspiring and um, empowering and rejuvenating. You know, I think as nurses, we need to expand our skill set to be able to do podcasts, do public speaking, write articles. We have, uh, you know, um, Carol Bush and Janine, they have a great, their health media, I forget the name of their group, but they're all about freelance writing. And they have some nurses very successfully writing, you know, making six figures writing health related articles. Uh Um, So, you know, that's one thing, uh, you know, to Lead by example, and I think a great example of this, which highlights two things, is one is Tia Wells, who's out of Baltimore, just raised over $60,000 in a GoFundMe campaign to buy a farmhouse that's connected to a plot of earth in the city of Baltimore, which she already um, starts to engage a community in a community garden. I mean, that is just an amazing feat. I mean, she is just so exciting. I can't wait to meet her in person. And she's part of our Nature Nurses Facebook page. Um, But, you know, she's a great example of, you know, and she brings her kids there and she posts on social media. She raises money. She's being interviewed by all kinds of media. Um, But we also want to, you know show that we are sensitive to the issue of social determinants and those who may, for whatever reasons, not have access to nature and things like that. And community gardens is such a great way to make it accessible to more people, school gardens. And then you know the upper level of getting involved in insurances, insurance companies. I know that Blue Cross Blue Shield North Carolina has something called Thrive and See. It's an annual event, and they partner with farms and things like that. And they're talking about all this healthy eating, growing, and they are part of um, engage several communities that are in rural. North Carolina. So as frustrating as healthcare seems for many of us right now, believe me, even I feel it, I think that, you know, crisis creates opportunity and it's exciting. There's exciting opportunity. And now is time more than ever for us to get creative and use our voices as nurses and be able to practice at our highest standards. And that doesn't, you don't need you know, all these um these other degrees. I have a master's degree myself um, are great and if that works for you, but if you don't, use what you have and and let's get going here.
0: Wow. That's wonderful. And Cliff, you have a PhD in farming, right?
2: <laughs> no. 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 I
0: think you do. I wanna <laughs> the truth
2: be known, I'm still learning. Moving well, from California to Alabama has been very humbling to say uh, right. The
0: least. Well I'm it's gonna, it's almost like you. learning
2: all over again.
0: Yeah, but I'm gonna award you an honorary PhD in nurse farming right now here on the show. So you heard Thank it here you. first, and Sue, okay. you're an honorary PhD in nature nursing. How's that?
1: Uh, oh, well, we have, yay, yay. where's the all champagne?
0: Right. <laughs> hey, no, I've, I am gonna go get a master's degree soon. I have, I'm biting the bullet to get a master's, um, not in nursing, however, something else. For my own purposes, but you know, I've always said I'm never going to get a PhD. I want an honorary PhD. So, you know, if you're listening out there and you think, "Wow, Nurse Keith's cool," let's give him an honorary honorary doctorate. So, if you're a dean out there, remember remember Susan Allison Dean, remember Cliff the nurse farmer, and Nurse Keith were all gunning for honorary phds just saying just put it <laughs> out. you never know who's listening you know could be the dean of yale university school of nursing and um you never know what'll happen so anyway um,
2: susan <laughs> what's that susan what do you say susan why don't we give nurse keith an honorary phd in podcasting there you Thank go.
0: You. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
0: now we're all covered. <laughs> Not to
1: take away from those yeah. of our nurse colleagues who do have their PhD. I know. They're of, like,
0: now, wait a second. I, I worked work. really hard for
1: this <laughs> <laughs> And we need them because, you know, some of their, the stuff that they're bringing to the table is going to be instrumental in of policy course. changing. Of course. And I know you're kidding. I know.
0: Those PhDs and DNPs out there, they are they are just crushing it out there. And we're so grateful to them in terms of primary care and raising the professionalism of the nursing profession in the eyes of other healthcare colleagues in the public and the media. So yeah, there's a lot going on out there. And the, the honorary degrees can come in, you know, pretend all the time, but the ones out there actually shedding the blood, sweat, and tears to write their dissertations, they're the ones who really get them. So Just to give you all your due, Cliff, you are at thenursefarmer.com. You're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Sue, you are at thenaturenurse.com, and you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn as well, right?
1: Right, and Pinterest.
0: And Pinterest. And all of the links will be in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 230. And before we say goodbye, may I ask one final question? Sure. In terms of climate change, and I know there may be people listening to this show who maybe for them, it's not an issue, but for those of us who believe it is an issue and it's really happening, can you just say, either of you or both of you, say one thing about climate change and this connection with nature?
2: I'll defer that to Susan. Okay.
1: Well, first, um, I do want to give a shout out to your future guests, the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments, because we are um, social media friends and we do cross pollinate and share information. Yeah. Um, and they are just so professional and they are just slaying it, as you said. They just released, they were just part of um, a group of 70 different healthcare. Organizations who made announce an announcement about climate change. So, wow. um, and I think it as far as your question is concerned, one of the things that being connected with nature and engaging um, with nature is that you see the subtle changes, you feel them yourself. You know, when you look at the Farmer's Almanac and you go back way in time of how they figured things out, I mean, they relied on, the, on nature and the environment to look at the stars and the weather patterns and it's just really, you become so... I don't know what the word is. Uh, linked. It's kind mm-hmm. of like your pet dog. You don't have to speak the same language or your cat, but you just instinctively know when they're happy or sad or uncomfortable or whatever. And it's the same thing with nature. And mm. for those who are naysayers, I think even the naysayers are saying that something is changing. They may not believe it's fossil fuels, you know, doing it, but um, there is more and more acceptance that there is there are big changes going on. And I think when you're engaged with nature, you pick on, like I said, you pick up on these faster, more subtly. And, you know, for me, it makes me want to do as much as I personally can to try to protect and nurture nature. So because I know she does so
0: much for us. Wow. Great. Thank you. You both are brilliant. Can't wait to see y'all again in person sometime. I just want to put a plug that the American Holistic Nurse Association Conference is going to be here in New Mexico and Albuquerque in 2020. Maybe you all both will come. My old friend, Elizabeth Scala, my old RNFM radio podcast host will be there as the president. So there's lots of good stuff going on in the world. And just we cajole anyone listening to get involved at the level doing what it is that brings you joy and that you want to bring to the world. And Sue and Cliff, you all bring amazing energy to the world. And I think this healthy green thumbs campaign is going to be incredible. And I really look forward to supporting it.
1: Well, we appreciate your support. Thank you.
0: Oh gosh, totally. The pleasure is mine. So There you have it. Thank you for listening to The Nurse Keith Show. Remember that the show notes are at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 230. You'll be able to watch a very wonderful YouTube video that'll be embedded in the show notes of Sue and Cliff explaining the Healthy Green Thumbs campaign and links to all their stuff, their headshots, everything you want to know about them. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. And I want you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your personal and professional joy. Did you know that there are job listings at nursekeith.com? That's right. You can find jobs from reload.com and ZipRecruiter in the resources section of nursekeith.com, as well as many other great free and paid resources that can help you take your life and career to the next level. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell and his team at thepodcastinggroup.com and Mark Cappiespeason.com is our social media ringmaster. Please keep tuning in again and again as we continue to explore how to powerfully elevate your life and your career and the natural world into the stratosphere. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. This is Nurse Keith saying adios. Till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico, Susan, Allison, Dean bidding you adieu from... Armagh, New York. Armoc, New York, and Cliff Julian, the nurse farmer, saying, See you later from Mobile, Alabama. All right. Saying goodbye from Mobile, New York State, and New Mexico. See you next time.